Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. Oh boy, today uh, we're talking about talking about a good one. <laughs> yes, uh, we're going to, yeah. Uh, we are gonna go, we're gonna go, uh, away from the comic for just a little bit. Uh, and, you know, this is the summer of infamy, and I felt like it would be an injustice if we <laughs> did not talk about Cersei Lannister. Game of Thrones is, is one of those, it, it, it's one of those things, it was like, almost like, zeitgeist like the way it just <laughs> took hold of just society um yeah, yeah when it came out and i was i was spoiled because i jumped on the train super late i jumped so on late. the train super late and so i think i started watching game of thrones at the end of like when season seven was out I think is when right. I is when I started watching it. So I was very, very spoiled. I never had to like wait very long to see what would happen. And like by the time I had fully caught up, I think I waited like three or four months before season eight. And then that was a disappointment. So yeah, that's yeah. where yeah, and that's where it was but it took me forever to get on the train. But once I did, I was like, my God. <laughs> I I might have been the opposite. So I read the first book before the oh. show came out. So I am from a nerd family. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. <laughs> it's very shocking. So science fiction, fantasy, especially books, very big in my family. In fact, I I know very little, very, very little about science fiction, fantasy compared to the rest of my immediate family. So I... I knew about Game of Thrones. I read the first one. And then I'm assuming everybody listening to this knows there are spoilers. And if you don't know by now, you've had plenty of time. But no, when I don't I, feel sorry for anyone. No, not <laughs> when at this point. I finally got to the end of this thick book and they killed off my favorite character, Ned Stark, I said, screw <laughs> this. Why would I torture myself further? Why would I put in all this effort and energy just so you can do me wrong again? Uh, and then after, I think, season two, uh, either season two, I think season two was just coming out. And my roommate at the time was like, oh, my God, the show's so good. And so we watched and I was like, oh, OK, this is and at that point, things were running really closely to the book. So I didn't even really need to watch season one, um, which is nice. So I got to yeah. fast forward over Ned Stark dying and or was that season two I forget how they do it in the, no, in the Ned, show but anyway Ned, Ned died in the season finale of season one but it was there you go. Yeah, it was really it was on the nose though like it was Sean Bean got, like as soon as I saw that oh, Sean Bean was Ned Stark it was one of those things I'm like oh, I guess I but when you're reading the it. book it doesn't say soon to be played by Sean Bean yeah, that's true <laughs> but this is what's so bad this is what's so bad that first season was so well written that I oh, yeah. knew that Ned Stark was going to die. I but it was known. so well written that when I was watching it, by the time it got to that, I was still absolutely heartbroken and devastated, yep. even though I knew it was coming. It's like oh, it's like if you're watching a dinosaur movie and you know the asteroid hits at the end. It's like, I'm going to hate this. But like, You're watching yeah. The Land Before Time. You go, oh, all y'all are so dead. Right. I'm like, man, good thing <laughs> Littlefoot hasn't grown up in 19 movies. Like, <laughs> Good thing his foot's they still little. differently back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I So I... I still watched most of Game of Thrones. I stopped reading at that point. So sorry for people who read the books because you haven't read the books, right? No, haven't okay. touched. 
And I, I think he still hasn't finished it. And I kind of get like, that. I think he's three. Are there, are there like three books left? I don't know. I think he's I like know. three books left. And at this That's point, a lot of pressure at this enjoying point. Enjoying his old age. You I don't what? blame him. Yeah. You know, go have fun with your wolves yeah. on your, yeah, you know, doesn't he have some wolf sanctuary or something? I would not be surprised. So, yeah, I stopped the books after the first one. And really, I am a Fairweather fan. I am a Fairweather fan of Game of Thrones. I only watch because the people around me really wanted to watch. <laughs> and I would get, because at the end of almost every episode, I just felt bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, it's one of those things. Like it's, uh, it's Game of Thrones is one of those shows where every episode you're going to see something that's like, yeah, that was epic. But you're also going to be like, oh, that character died or oh mm-hmm. but that's horrible and or it's like a cliffhanger and it's like see you in two years sucks to suck i'm like oh come on man and <laughs> i never had to like like i said i'm spoiled because i never had to deal with that but throughout mm-hmm. i just had friends and they were like dude watch game of thrones game of thrones game like it's so crazy you gotta watch it and it and it took forever to give in because and here's quick story um there was one time i was hanging with a group of friends and we were like just out of college and we were all about to um we went to visit a friend and that whole week we had been building up like oh we're finally gonna get off work we're gonna go and we're just gonna hang out and have a house party and get trashed and it's gonna be great right we're talking it up the whole weekend we finally get down there and I proceed to get trashed. That was the plan, right? Mm. Uh, they every like the everyone else there has like maybe one or two drinks, and then uh, one of the people's like, "Hey, I'm gonna show y'all Game of Thrones," and then everyone sits down to watch <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> they're two beers in. I'm several drinks in, so I'm not picking up anything because they're introducing uh. like. 19 characters in one episode at least right i'm super confused and annoyed that everyone isn't partying hard with me and they're just like (laughs) oh this is so good oh my god this show is great and i'm just mad i'm like i wish i will never watch game (laughs) but i was so upset so i believe though (laughs) if people are interested don't you have somewhere on youtube where your reaction videos are for game of thrones isn't that how that started yes there are a lot of reactions um from me watching game of thrones with uh team jvs i that is where yeah that's where i got like i think that's where everything started taking off like some of those videos Mm -hmm. got like fifty thousand views like lots of views like people just watching (laughs) me and uh, colleen was in some of them just react to um different things in uh, Game of Thrones. So yeah, if you go on uh, YouTube and just type in Keaton Reacts, it's all there. It's all nice. there. Uh, nice. Some of it is some interesting language. I did not uh, take. Uh, I did not take Jon Snow dying very well. Um, yeah, well, it was yeah, it was bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Game of Thrones. Yeah, plenty of villains. Plenty of villains to choose from. Yes. Why did you want to do Cersei? So I want to do Cersei because I think she is one. I think she's by far the best, the the best villain Mm. in Game of Thrones. Um, She also is the one in the show. I don't know if it lines up like this in the books, but in the show, she's the one that coined the term Game of Thrones. She says it in Ned Stark. When you like, what is it? When you play the Game of Thrones, either you win or you die. Yep. And you know, throughout the eight seasons, she plays the game very well. Yeah. She takes some losses, but she comes right back. And mm-hmm. it's there. And what's so interesting about Game of Thrones too is there are times when you will root for the villain because there's someone worse that you just hate. <laughs> Like, I yep. never thought once that I would ever be pulling for Cersei. But, like, in the the later seasons when she's up against the crazy religious cult, 
I'm mm. totally pulling for. I'm like, yeah, yeah. If it's them or Cersei, I choose Cersei. Even though she killed Ned Stark and she's just this master manipulator and she's obviously this horrible person. Like, but there's the charisma and there's this like, she's such a strong, powerful figure. And, mm. and she she adapts to situations really well but on top of that unfortunately she's constantly being proven right about not trusting people or only loving your family like she's constantly being because people keep and she keeps uh because she keeps losing people around her and she slowly just unravels because she's constantly trying to maintain control in an uncontrollable situation. And yeah. and so, and plus she makes it to almost the end, which can't be said for most game of Thrones characters. So honestly, <laughs> she was easy to pick because as far as game of Thrones villains go, <laughs> she lasted longer than anyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people come in later and then they, but it is true. She's one of the very few characters that really lasts the whole time. Yep. Especially when you, when it comes to a villain. And I have to say, I, I think it takes a skill to create a villain who is truly villainous, mm-hmm. who you also don't grow tired of over time. Uh, you don't find overly predictable i mean it makes sense that there are patterns and and you can kind of see how cersei's going to get in her own way right so you, for example you were talking about how she keeps getting proven right well of course no one is going to be on your side when you treat them the way cersei treats them true she is she is a liar mm-hmm. she is a murderer yep she's a manipulator <laughs> She only she only cares about her family and she also makes it very clear that she gets to choose which family counts. Yeah. She is not on your side. Mm-mm. So why would you Ever. put her on yours? Yeah. So Ever. and so there are all these things about her that could make it so you're just itching for her to die. Just get rid of this character, but they do a really good job. I agree. I think there are a lot of people who find her just really compelling. And like you said, she does slowly unravel or you you see these nuances. They put her in a lot of different kinds of situations over time, like the hyper-religious folks. Right. That was a new thing later on. And and you see how she is um, related to her kids versus Jamie versus her father versus Tyrion, uh, her other brother. And it just... Uh, yeah, you you stay compelled and there yeah. are times where you root for her. Yeah. And and you go, "Oh my god, I'm rooting for Cersei right now. How did that happen?" They do a really good job with her character. And you know, it's funny because it's on one hand, it's like I look at it and I say, "I don't know if I ever actually can admit that I'm rooting for, her, but mm-hmm. some of the stuff that happens to her, I'm like, I hate her, but I don't hate her that much. Like it was one, mm-hmm. like it's one of the I'm like, I mean, I I can't stand Cersei, but it sucks that she has to bury all of her children. And it's yeah. like I don't like Cersei, but I also don't think she deserves to be spat on naked in the streets. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's there's so many things that happen in that show, and it's like, ooh, like and it happens it happens to a lot of characters. Like I remember uh Theon, like I mm. could not stand him, couldn't stand him at all. And I'm like, but he didn't deserve to get his genitals chopped off. Like I didn't hate him that much. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it, yeah, you know, that happens uh, a lot in you know that show. The... But watching her get revenge on those characters after those things happen, it's like, yeah, I get it. I. Here's my struggle, though, with Cersei, and actually a number of people in the show, is they're so hypocritical. Very. And I think they're so realistically hypocritical that I didn't like the show. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds so, me too much of humanity. <laughs> yeah, 
it's like oh because okay naked spit spat on beaten in the streets shame 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 scene right that that's one a really horrific one she would totally do that to someone else and not blink an eye absolutely as a matter of fact to the person who did it to her but she would do it to anybody absolutely as a matter of fact that same season when someone else gets whooped naked through the streets Mm -hmm. she basically she i think she like even laughs at it like ha sucks us up like (laughs) but if it's her right oh no how and, dare and so you. that's and that's the thing is is she acts like it's because of what people have done to her. But if you pay close enough attention, she's treating people to that same level. Yes. Of horrificness. Yes. And they haven't really done anything to her. Oh yeah. Uh, take take a oh crap, Brendan is that his name? The one that gets shoved out the window. Oh, her At the very her, start. Her young oh. Oh, Bran. The Stark boy. Yeah, Bran. Bran. Thank you. Yeah, Bran. Uh, see, this is going to happen this entire episode. There are really it's okay. too many people. You know I can't do names. It's oh, okay. this is terrible. This is like my worst nightmare. Okay. Oh my God, you're turning into a mom. <laughs> <laughs> so Bran. Bran runs in on her doing her brother. You know, as you do yeah. in Game of Thrones. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> what's her first, first reaction? Yo, Jamie, kick that kid out the window. Yeah, she's just scared that he's gonna, that he's gonna tell someone. And Jamie just, oh my god, that he's a little kid. Yeah, there were many options before shove the kid out the window. Ah, crap, he survived. Like, come on, and she didn't even do the dirty work herself. Didn't even do it. And the thing is, she was so paranoid. I don't even think she asked. She didn't even ask Jamie to do it. Jamie just did it because he could tell how scared she was. And he's like, he just pushes him. He pushes him. Then he goes, things I do for love. But you know, here's the thing with her, though. You see all her progression. You Mm -hmm. know for a fact, Jamie did it because she wanted him to do it. Mm -hmm. That, that, and, and yeah, she, um. She's a very interesting character. I actually, I saw something really interesting online and I, I don't remember where it was, but it was so interesting because so a lot of people talk about like narcissism mm-hmm. with her and just what a good representation she is of essentially I'm better than everyone else. Yeah. Um, the people around me, they're, they're like a direct reflection of her. So if she sees any weakness, you are out. Like think about how disgusted she was when Jamie lost his hand. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> I saw this thing that I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. They were like, what better example of narcissism than uh, the only person you love is your twin? <laughs> oh, wow. I never. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you genius. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, that's right? brilliant. I mean, the only way that could get more narcissistic for her is if. If it was an identical twin. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't help that like as she like when you when you hear stories about her uh, growing up, she was just the prettiest girl in the land and everyone wanted her and everyone like pined after her. Like she this is what she grew up. She grew up basically hearing you're the most beautiful girl in the yeah. seven kingdoms. Like that's yeah. what she heard every single day. And I feel like. I'm not giving her an excuse, but I feel like hearing that and only that when you also come from yeah. like the richest yep. family as well, it's like, man, and it's, so, it's harder to be humble. <laughs> yeah. And so you and I've talked about this before, you know, like the the Homelander syndrome. If If you really are different from anyone, how much of it is potential narcissism versus the fact that maybe you are superior maybe in certain ways. <laughs> But there were plenty of like rich people that were not Cer- uh, Cersei-esque. Starks were rich. The Starks were rich. And now, I mean, some of it has to do with how you're raised, though. I mean, think about how mm-hmm. different it was with the Starks versus her. And um, but yeah, I mean, she she had a lot of things to her advantage, but unfortunately, she she really embraced cruelty. Uh, but you know, you get the sense that. Her family probably didn't have a soft side to them. Oh, especially, I mean, and her dad is a whole, yeah, 
another thing. And I'm not going to lie. He's another character. Extremely mm. villainous. But, oh, I was, oh my God. I was so happy when he died. I loved Tywin Lannister just because of how well he put his kids in their place, like constantly. Uh. And I loved watching him just punk Joffrey around because, oh my God, I, Joffrey was, Joffrey was by far the the absolute worst. I hated him more than any other character in Game of Thrones, period. Like people, I remember when I was going through the show, people were like, oh, you're going to hate, there's someone worse. You're going to hate Ramsey Bolton worse. I, I hated Ramsey Bolton, but I don't think I hated anyone as much as I hated Joffrey. Like, I rem- like there's a reaction video of me out there when Joffrey died, and I'm just on my just bed cheering. cackling. <laughs> I'm just on my bed, like, watching it, and I'm so excited. Like, the moment he drinks that wine and starts coughing, I'm like, oh, oh, snap. Oh, snap. It's like watching my favorite team, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're about to score. Are they going to score? Are they going to score? Like, that's me <laughs> watching Joffrey die. And then, like, <laughs> because... It's very interesting with Cersei, with with two. So yeah. she... Because there's kind of... You see a little bit behind, behind the curtain with her. She acknowledges to Marjorie at one point, you know, because she was, you know... They're trying to match them all together. And mm-hmm. so she admits to Marjorie, hey, I I know you're probably not upset that my son's no longer around. Like, yeah. he, I know he's a terrible per. He was a terrible person. And at the same time, was still her son. And also some of the things that made him a terrible person are things that she was actually honing and growing in him as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. And then she has... She has very different children from each other, too. I mean, her her other children Marcel, are described yeah. very differently. Yeah, Marcella and Tommen were mm-hmm. like, and, and Tyrion even makes a point of it. Because at one point, she says that, like, Joffrey is the way he is because of, like, basically as punishment for mm. my incestuous relationship with Jaime. Like, she says something like that to Tyrion, and Tyrion's reaction it's like well at least marcella and tommen are good <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's basically his answer like i don't know what to tell you joffrey's the worst everyone knows it. <laughs> yeah it's um yeah i do wonder what cersei thought of herself well because i, I mean she she Every now and then you snuck a peek where it's like, okay, she has a better sense of reality than she lets on. Like when she makes these comments about Joffrey, she she seems to suggest that that she knows the delicate nature of her life in some ways. Mm-hmm. And yet she's very good with covering it up. And and that's what you oftentimes see with narcissism is the the delicate parts of the self-esteem are just covered in layers and layers and layers and layers right. of this grandiosity and reactivity to the people around you in a way that that clearly shows them you are lesser than me. You are objects to me. I'll use you and discard you. All of that kind of layers on thick to distract from what's going on underneath. And what what happens to her? The the wildest reactions with her are when she realizes like that that narcissistic attitude she has when she realizes actually you're not that great that is Mm. when you see her do the wildest stuff like blowing up deceptive baylor or oh like ned stark just figured out that you've been sleeping with your brother the whole time he Mm -hmm. she makes sure i'm gonna get him killed and the the first time and and one of the main times it happens because we just talked about how like sought after Cersei Lannister is like she's just so beautiful and so gorgeous and she's so excited to marry King Robert Baratheon Uh and then I think they said like on their wedding night he calls her by the name but he calls her Lyanna Stark like who he's actually in love with and so that was Pop, that was had to be devastating to her, right? Like yeah. throughout, it's like no one's gorgeous, more gorgeous than you. No one's more beautiful than you. She marries the king, mm-hmm. and the king doesn't want her. 
like that yeah. right there like set probably just absolutely wrecked her right yeah. and 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 she even yeah you know it's it's funny she is someone who i think it was constantly always aiming for something that she thought would be perfection and then she would get it and it wasn't yeah and 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 she kept she just couldn't let go of the fact that there will not be perfection yeah it was always bit always her story is always bittersweet and more bitter mm -hmm. than sweet normally yep. it's like even she becomes the queen yep i mean she becomes the first queen and then who ruins it she does yeah because she cannot help herself yeah she cannot help but be two-faced stab people in the back mm -hmm. do whatever she thinks it takes to show her superiority and then she she literally gets King's Landing entirely destroyed yeah. and rubble on top of her. But at the same time, she never... That's another thing that's interesting about her is she was completely fine with ruling through fear and not through charisma and love. Like, oh, yeah. Because you see Marjorie Terrell, she, the people just love her and she's mm -hmm. like, look at me holding this orphan baby. Like, she... Marjorie plays the game where it's like she is a a, a person of the people like it's like yep. hey we love her and you know what maybe we even love joffrey too when he's next to her like we'll mm -hmm. cheer his name too but cersei's completely different she's like go ahead say something bad i have the mountain chop your head off right here yep. and then i'll laugh dude dude one of my favorite <laughs> scenes uh is with Littlefinger. Ugh, oh talk about him oh man yes. anyway uh. <laughs> He was another one. He loved watching oh, him buddy. die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did not love him. Uh, so Littlefinger, uh, I, I forget exactly what he says, but he says something like knowledge is power. Yes. And I think he's once again one of the people who knows a little something, something about what's going on underneath the sheets with her brother. Yeah. And then she she has her, her guards yeah. essentially oh, take him scene. and say, slit his throat. It's like, oh, wait, 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 never mind. And, and then she like gives them a bunch of orders that they follow without question. And yeah. she goes, power is power. It was such a good line. I was like, Such Ooh. a good line. Ooh. And <laughs> I, so I think good. That, that was such a good representation of what Cersei values in terms of ruling. She, yeah, she doesn't want to be seen as the caring ruler. Nope. She she wants to rule with an iron fist. Yep. She wants to be feared and no one question her and you do exactly what she says. Yeah. And 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 that's it. That that is what she wants, but unfortunately she forgets that the the larger things get, the the less you can control. Yeah. Because if there's no loyalty, you can't watch everything closely when you're trying to take over an entire continent and yeah. so the further out she gets the less control there are these other kind of feuding powers and yeah she just cannot get over this fact that no i'm gonna steamroll everybody around me and at a certain point that's gonna stop working yeah yeah and it just yeah it it and that's what happened to her 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 it took the whole show but her luck <laughs> finally ran out. Um, and a lot of the times, though, she was able to just outthink and outmanipulate people. And I like mm. one of the craziest scenes to me is um, uh, when she blows up the Sept of Baylor with everyone wow. there except Tom. And she's like, you know what? I, I know how to handle this. I'm gonna I'm kill them all because it's after they she had to go through the streets naked and so she's like yeah mm -hmm. who cares and that uh, and it, that's also why she didn't mind the King's Landing getting burned by dragons she's like I don't care about these people these people just threw and yet yeah. and, and here's the thing she cannot she doesn't allow herself to fully feel her own vulnerability mm -mm. So like, you know, all going through these, these 
trials and tribulations herself. She doesn't let herself feel vulnerability and therefore she doesn't understand others. So she'll do things and the destruction that she caused led Tom and her son yep. to to end his life by suicide. Yep. Every and time. She yeah, just she could just could not understand yeah. how one plus one plus one equals three. Now, that's not to say that if someone dies by suicide that we should go and blame the people around them. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But she couldn't connect the dots to see that how awful that was for him, mm -hmm. le uh, what that could potentially lead to for him. She was far too disconnected right. to that part of herself and therefore to that part of other people. Yeah. Yeah, it's... She's, yeah, she's a very, very interesting character. And in some ways I can relate. Um, now, once again, she loves dishing it out to people who don't deserve it. But the part of her that I relate to quite a bit is I, I really want to believe in justice mm -hmm. and things being fair. And I love the idea of someone treats other people poorly and they get that treatment and see what it what it truly is mm -hmm. you know and this isn't to say that i you know i want everybody to go through all these terrible things by any means but i you know um her daughter being poisoned and then she poisons the daughter of the person who did it yeah it's i get it in a certain sense that that sense of i'm i'm going to balance out. You were saying she she wants control over everything, but she, you can't control the chaos. I think that's an example of, yeah, she really tries to control all these different things. Um, and if you do something to her, she's going to do it right back to you. Yep. Yep, she and, will. And that part I found pretty enticing because I wish that we lived in a just world. <laughs> if only. You know, it's one of those things like if you say to someone like, I hope you get everything that you deserve. And mm. it's like, man, that could mean, wow, Don't that was a really sweet thing to say. Or, oof, yikes. Oh, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, you say that to her, it's like, oof. And, yeah, because you, you know everything she deserved. All the people she's had killed, all the people she's manipulated, all the people she's done wrong, you know. And it all gets busy. reflected because she can still, even after all the manipulation, she still realizes, hey, I'm still in someone else's world here. Like, she did mm. all this manipulating, even from the beginning. And once Joffrey becomes king, yeah, she's nobody again. Because mm -hmm. once he becomes king, he's like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm the king. Yep. I'm the king. You can't, and then, yeah, you can't tell me anything to do. And then she starts getting replaced by Marjorie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it is very true. She... She does seem to get overlooked quite a bit and I think really struggles with that. And yeah, I mean, like you said, in some ways she's very successful, but I'm, I'm a firm believer. Your biggest strengths are also your biggest weaknesses. And no one took Cersei out like Cersei uh -uh. did. Uh -uh. I mean, even the religious fanatics, she invited them in. Yep. Yep, she invited them in. She hired them. Yeah, do this, do she that. She said, and then, get those people. Yeah. And she forgot. She forgot that yeah. you were not immune to everything. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, and that was a big one, too. Yeah, she hired. Yeah, she basically brought in the High Sparrow and his whole squad mm -hmm. of, of people. He, he, yeah, she did. And it got turned on her because she, I think she... At first, she she came, she hired him, and then got um, Sir Loras arrested for um, being a homosexual, and yes. then mm -hmm. she got Marjorie arrested for lying for him. Yep. And then I think her cousin Lancel, that she was sleeping with when Jamie wasn't around, was mm -hmm. the one that got indoctrinated by that cult. And immediately was like, by the way, I used to sleep with her and I'm admitting it and I'm sorry, but I did. And then, oh my God, she is so angry when she gets her. She's like, are you kidding me right now? Like, you can't do this to me. And then there's this, it just, it just kind of gets worse and worse for her because I can't remember the name of the lady, the shame, shame, shame lady 
that's mm, just yeah, absolutely that, like, brutal yeah. to her. Yeah. Well, and that's the that's one of the things with Cersei is if you if you don't acknowledge your vulnerabilities. Yes. She became very confident. And and that confidence led her to, yes, being cruel, but also being very successful, demand asking for things, demanding things that someone with less confidence might not have done. And that could be the difference between that power or, you know, being Joe Schmo down the street. Yeah. But but also though, if you don't acknowledge your vulnerabilities, your confidence can be false. And so she is not willing to see her vulnerabilities or acknowledge any vulnerabilities. And then she gets really the most surprise she ever gets is when someone treats her as if she's vulnerable because you know what? Everybody's got a weak point. Everybody's got things. And she, it did not occur to her that they'll take out Marjorie They'll they'll take out the king's wife or wife to be, but they won't take out you. Right. Come on, right. I mean, yeah, you're in a high point of power, but no one can have zero vulnerability. Right. But she's so unwilling to to acknowledge those parts of herself by this point. She's built up so much armor that yeah, I mean, she she has the confidence she has she really can put herself out there but she has this huge blind spot yeah. because she's not willing to really look at herself and say okay i am going to have weakness yeah. no matter what i'm, I'm going to have vulnerability right. i'm not invincible no matter what and she just can't quite get there yeah and it's it's also it's also interesting how her how different i'll i'll say like one one thing that always sticks out to me about her too is how different she is between her two brothers because there's jamie her twin oh, yeah. who she loves and even still manipulates oh for sure even still yeah. manipulates yeah, yeah, yeah. but then she absolutely loathes and just despises Tyrion because she yeah from the beginning because she blamed him for their mom dying at childbirth when having mm-hmm. him um and it's it's just so it's so it's so interesting just watching how she will like she would have him killed if she mm-hmm. could you know yep. she she blamed him for joffrey's death she and even before that it was like this big question like who tried to kill Tyrion during the battle of Blackwater mm-hmm. and it turned out that it was Joffrey but for the longest but but I- <laughs> how he figured that out he realized oh wait you're too smart to kill me that way yes <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes he's like oh it's not you wouldn't kill me it's oh, oh yeah you're too smart to kill me that way you're smarter than that <laughs> like yeah <laughs> you wouldn't do it that way like that's too ob- that's too on the nose for you yeah it's <laughs> and and so it's just what's also funny is oh god i cannot remember the 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 phrase self self-fulfill self-fulfilling uh yeah because, self-fulfilling prophecies yeah mm-hmm. because she her and her friend go to that witch i can't remember at the beginning of which season it is that they go to the witch mm, and yeah. they get like she she gives them a prophecy and she's like oh you're not gonna marry the prince you're gonna marry the king mm-hmm. and you're gonna have three children and all of them are gonna die before you and and it's what these things like oh gosh hearing that when you're like 15 or 16 has got to be brutal yes, but brutal. also she literally did all of it yeah she literally did almost all of it was because of something she did because even marcella marcella's death was revenge for Oberyn being killed by the mountain. I was literally sick to my stomach after that. So, yeah, that was the first, 
that it was really funny how that death got spoiled for me. It got spoiled for me years before I watched Game of Thrones because um I was on Tumblr and I typed in I was searching for Mortal Kombat fatalities from the new Mortal Kombat mm. game and his death popped up. <laughs> over over his death popped up. And I'm like, you know what? That does track as a Mortal Kombat fatality. So it was, it was really funny how uh <laughs> that one got uh spoiled for me. That was a good I'll tell you, yeah. Pedro Pascal, he's he's, he's blowing snuck up. into everything, he's blo- right? He's everywhere. He's he yeah, oh, he is nerd royalty now, I'm telling you. Last of Us. Game of Thrones, Star uh Mandalorian, Mandalorian. Star Wars, like yeah, he's just He's on point, man. Everywhere. He's everywhere. He's on point. You. Yeah. You know, there there is something to be said. So so in this world, it it's believable. You know, we're in the fantasy world. And yeah. so it's believable that there could be fortune tellers mm-hmm. and I mean there are dragons for goodness sake. But yeah, there there's definitely something to be said for self-fulfilling prophecies. And it's so unfortunate too, because She's being told this this fortune and she can't seem to bring herself out of it. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it's, you know, she lost her mom at an early age and then she gets this prophecy. Potentially, there are a lot of factors that maybe make her so protective of this family unit to the point that it's not even really real protection. Yeah. And I mean, does she even truly love them or care about them or really understand them? I mean, she definitely doesn't understand Tommen. Yeah. And I um yeah, I it's so unfortunate because not only does that future play out for her, but yeah, she she brings it on herself. I mean, I'm trying to think. So really all of her kids you can you can rewind back and see major plot points mm-hmm. where she had a direct hand in it so cuz wasn't joffrey killed because she was trying she essentially let his cruelty continue yep. and the Tyrells were like uh the like grandmother Tyrell was like I don't want my and, granddaughter yeah. marrying that monster yeah well she couldn't she couldn't control Joffrey after killing the king. Mm. That's the thing. She 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 killed yeah. she killed Ro- she had Robert killed and was thinking, oh, this is my baby. He'll be the king and everything will be fine. And it's like, nope, your son's and an absolute forgot. bastard. Literally yeah, she forgot. and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> she forgot he's a shit right. kind of bastard. <laughs> right. You forgot that you raised a horrible, horrible human being. <laughs> that's now to be fair the genetics were not promising right right we've so, seen there... <laughs> so nature and nurture uh there seems to be a whole family line of terrible people who struggle with empathy yeah so there there might be a strong genetic undertone in addition yeah. to just he he might have been raised in a, in a similar way that she kind of treated herself and and um <sighs> You know, you gotta, you gotta allow some, some ability for being humble. Right. You know, I mean, even if you're at the tip top. Now, I, I think a, a point was proven where Ned was, Ned was too pure for this world. So he died quickly. I was going to say the same thing. One thing about Cersei that sticks out that she constantly proves in the Game of Thrones universe is if you're too good you will not make it in this world. Right. The only, like the only one that does is Jon Snow. And technically he didn't, he died, but he just happened to get brought back. Like, you know, <laughs> he didn't even, he didn't even survive. He was, when you're too good, mm. you're going, you're going to get ran over. You're going to get taken advantage I mean, of. started off really good. And they wrote her horribly. And that yeah. shouldn't have, it shouldn't have happened. They did her dirty. It shouldn't have happened that way. Now, right, correct. They thing, were riding her in that direction. They were they were taking her there. And yeah. one thing I will say, one thing I will say is she had just watched her best friend get killed. Yeah. By Cersei. She yeah. had just watched that. And so when I look back at it, there's a part of me that like 
understands her, but she just went from cool, calm, composed to just, ah, I'm going to burn everything, like, mm. way and too fast. specifically, she didn't care about the innocent people, which was kind of weird. Yes. I mean, the breaker of to- chains. Didn't care yeah. about the innocent people. Granted, yeah. no one... Honestly, if if we're being honest, if King's Landing were in any other universe, like if King's Landing were in the DC universe, Ra's al Ghul would have been burned it to the ground. It's a horrible place, full of <laughs> horrible people. Like, King's Landing is worse. King's Land, I would say King's Landing is worse than Gotham. I would put oh King's Landing worse how did you know that's what i was gonna say i was like so you're saying it's gotham just because in king's (laughs) landing the civilians are terrible the civilians are like Mm. hey someone's someone's being shamed naked in the streets let's go throw poop at them i'm like okay you know what oh keaton don't be innocent (laughs) don't be innocent that's that stuff happens all the time man yeah it does does. so i mean (sighs) There, there's this thing that happens when you have just large groups of people. You get kind of caught up in the moment. They talk about group things. Like mob mentality. Mob mentalities. People will do things with that anonymity. And also just kind of you see what's going on around you and you get pulled into it. And even if you're not okay with it, you're a lot less likely to do anything about it because it seems like you're alone in it, surrounded by all these people. Uh, So unfortunately, I mean, this kind of stuff happens all the time. Like January 6th. shaming, yeah, January 6th. And shaming a woman for having an affair, that's a favorite pastime for people. You kidding me? that's fair. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, that's so. Unfortunately, that part, no, nah, that could happen anywhere. Yeah, but yeah, I just yeah, but like through throughout that whole show, it's like, oh yeah, the Red Keep is the castle in mm. King's Landing, and every time they show King's Landing, I'm like, these people are horrible. <laughs> these people, are, <laughs> they're not, they're not great. Like if it, like I said, in the DC universe, I would want Batman to protect another city before he protected King's Land. And I'm like, no, no, no. And and I know there are innocent people in King's Land, but they are... I, I still never forgave them for cheering on Ned Stark's death. Like, yeah, kill him! I'm like, oh, oh, that's another on. one, yep. Like, ugh. You know? But it, you're, you're right. That is the... That is so the way of the world. It, here's the tricky thing, though. So, Cersei would say, that's the way of the world. Kill them all. That is what. Yeah. Kill them all. Yeah. Kill them all. Show them no mercy. They will show you no mercy. Here's the thing, though. Right. Mercy begets mercy. Mm. Lack of mercy, oftentimes, begets lack of mercy. Sure. And so, what are you feeding into the equation? And and that's what I think is forgotten. There are ways to break through that groupthink and those mentalities. Can it be difficult? Absolutely. Do you have less immediate, obvious control and power over what other people do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's one of the things that comes from it. But I, you know, she might have had a little less death of her family going on. Yeah. They might not have dropped like flies. Yeah. If if she approached and, and people tried to give her chances. They did. Many times people try to give her chances and time and time again, she refused. She said, no, mm-hmm. it's it's always me first, yeah. my family next. And that's only half the family, the half I care about. And everyone else can go straight to hell right now. Yeah. And and that was her thing. And that was her thing till the very, very end. She she ruled with force. And when the force wasn't there, she ran away with Jamie and the building literally came down on top of her it was yeah and it was a lot of people were upset because they wanted something more brutal yeah she got out easy yeah a lot of people wanted her to get what she gave Mm -hmm. and that didn't really happen it was something 
I do think it was a little poetic that her castle came crumbling down on top of her. True. Literally. I do think that was poetic, but you know, after you know, all the deaths she dealt out to the mountain and how many people she had beheaded, all these horrible things and you know, like all of that happening and then she was just like yeah, cement fell on her head. And that's the thing is this would maybe be one of the last deaths Cersei would choose for herself. Yes. She died from the city crumbling around her, just like all the common folk mm-hmm. that were there too. Yes. And that, I, I think she'd rather a public beheading by far. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, it, in, in some respect, this, might have been for her one of the the lesser options, one of one of the last picks she'd have for her own death. That's a that is a good point. Like being the queen of the seven kingdoms and just ruling mm-hmm. with an iron fist and dying running away all alone with just under some rubble for for your... people to just like scrounge you out later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where is she? I don't know somewhere you know like yeah yeah going down like that is pretty yeah i can i can see what you mean there like that is in one hand possibly justice you know no epic Mm -hmm. no epic funeral no statue made in your name not even a bunch of glaring people spitting at you yeah I mean, what do, what do they say? Um, the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. Hmm. And so she, she always wanted to be seen as different. Yeah. And honestly, I think being handled with cruelty would have been preferred to disappearing under the rubble. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a, that's a really good point. But yeah, she, I mean, yeah, I will say, uh, but yeah, I wanted to do her because she did play the game very well. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown. And I'm educator and comic aficionado, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeenJVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com our Bat Therapy YouTube channel and follow us on social media and don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.